0: Okay, well, joining us now is uh, Geetha Ranganathan, Bloomberg Intelligence Tech and Media, and is having a look at uh, Disney earnings, uh, which came out uh, essentially beat. Uh, We do have them topping those profit views, uh, but it's also raising the price of its flagship Disney Plus streaming service, its ad-free version anyway, by 38%, all designed to generate more revenue. Geetha, what did you make of the overall picture that Disney actually drew?
1: So the overall picture, in my view, uh Rashad was very, very strong. So, you know, we saw them come ahead of their streaming subscriber guidance. We were expecting about 10 million subscri- uh, new subscribers. They delivered about 14.4 million. Uh, they confirmed that they're seeing an acceleration in that core, sub- uh, core subscription product through fiscal fourth quarter. Uh, so expect all their new uh, content launches as well as their new market launches to kind of bear fruit uh, as they finish out this fiscal year in September. And then what you know, the, the question that the market has really been asking, which is do these streaming services have pricing power and uh, you know Disney seems to think it does there obviously as you just pointed out they're raising their prices by 38% but they're also kind of cushioning that blow a little bit because they're offering uh, on December 8th they're going to debut an ad supported service at the same time which Mm. basically means that anybody who wants to maybe um, you know cut back on their expenses has that option uh, and so they're going to try and control churn in that way
0: So it's a a statement of confidence. Um, They're adding subscribers and they're raising prices. Uh, And and the market has picked up on this. Uh, It was already up 4% in the regular session. And as Doug mentioned, gaining 6.8% in in after hours. And in fact, of late, it has outperformed uh, peers. And it's also outperformed the S&P 500. So that's all well and good. But the stock was down pretty hard earlier. And one question remains, you know, the parks are looking good and all that. But Does that continue if you go to recession? Probably not.
1: Yeah, that, that's a very, very uh, important question, Brian, and I think they were asked this question repeatedly on the call uh, about any signs of softening that they're seeing with consumer spending, uh, and their resounding answer, and they kept re- repeating this, was was no. Um, and that even if there was a slight softening, which I think is inevitable, uh, they have multiple levers to keep that profit machine running. So what they've done is they have instituted, they've, they've kind of taken their, uh, or, or they've used the, the pandemic. Very. They've used that time really wisely to kind of implement all of these operational efficiencies. They have this new reservation system. They have this new virtual assistant called Genie Plus, which basically reduces, uh, you know, uh, waiting times uh, in in lines. So they they have all these things which kind of improve their yield management, kind of um, you know uh, spread out attendance, uh, smoothing out any peaks and valleys. And what that has done is that has really kind of boosted profits immensely. And so we're seeing operating margins that are way higher than, you know, pre-pandemic levels. And now what they're saying is that they're also seeing the benefit of international visitation kind of kicking in at the domestic parks, uh, and that should keep those margins at an elevated level. So is there a possibility that we see a slowdown? Yes. How bad is it going to be? Maybe not too bad, because I think they have multiple levers that they can kind of pull well into 2023.
0: Thing is, Gita, they have this amazing target for subscriber growth, don't they? I, I think they set this a couple of years ago, and they're looking at what to 260 million of them uh, by uh, the fiscal 2024.
1: Yes, uh, they actually did walk that back a little bit. Um, so one of the main growth drivers for subscribers. Uh, to the disney plus service has actually been their indian streaming platform which is called hotstar and the main reason why hotstar has been such a runaway success uh, has been because of the cricket streaming rights that it that it boasts of so it, it's called the indian premier League the IPl cricket now what disney did is they made a very conscious decision to walk away from the streaming rights uh, for uh you know that that property because it was way too costly and it was going to kind of mess up their profitability goals so with that in mind they actually did walk back slightly uh, so now instead of 200 instead of an upper range of about 260 million they're guiding to about 230 million but I don't think the market is going to punish them for this only because this is mainly due to the fact that you know the the so, so hot star subscriber essentially yes uh, there's a lot of volume on that platform uh, but but the but the subscriber quality itself is pretty low because it, they basically bring in about just one dollar mm. per month versus about seven dollars for you know a non Hotstar yeah. subscriber. So you know profitability again is well intact.
0: Just a quick question. Uh, you know we've had a lot of trouble in China with the lockdowns. Uh, how's China looking at the moment with the uh, park there?
1: Yeah, they actually just just reopened the park in in uh, Shanghai. They said it's, you know, so far momentum has been good, but I think it's going to take a while for it to kind of really get back to full capacity. But so far, it says it's pretty much in line with expectations.
0: That could be good down the road, I suppose, and also ESPN, where it used to be one of the reasons you sold Disney, uh, now looking a lot better. Anyway, out of time, Geeta, but always a pleasure. Love having you on the show. Geeta Ranganathan, Bloomberg Intelligence Tech and Media Analyst. Boy, they've got some good people there. This is Bloomberg.